Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, Interim Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the President and CEO of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice, in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill. How are you this week? I'm doing great. How are you? Very well. Been traveling a little bit and just trying to enjoy the summer while it's here. Yeah, same for me. I have travel coming up, so trying yeah. to enjoy the summer while I'm here going overseas again so it'll be summer there too but trying to enjoy our good minnesota summer because it is fleeting and it's a beautiful time of year (laughs) so you know speaking of summer i thought this would be a good time for us to talk about some of our typical summertime concerns just things that people should keep an eye out for we want people to get out and about and enjoy the lovely weather but at the same time there's a number of things that you should worry about in the summertime heat stroke sunscreen but some infectious things too and i just reflected that the last time we talked we talked about some of the more uncommon things, the outbreaks of malaria and leprosy and typhus, but there's some really common things that everyone just needs to be aware of. That's right. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm glad you bring it up. And especially it's the end of the year. So it tends to be when we're doing more things outdoors, where of course this is where these tend to happen. Plus it's been an extraordinarily hot summer. And Mm -hmm. some of the risks that we have, not just heat stroke and dehydration, which are all of course significant, but even some of the infectious pathogens that we were about are going to be more when it's hot like this it gives them a more fertile environment if you will to get out there and and cause problems i think correct yeah absolutely so let's talk about a couple of those to start with we've talked about these a lot mosquito and tick-borne diseases when you have a wet winter and then a hot summer that's a perfect time for mosquitoes and there's been a lot of mosquitoes out And I think it's a good reminder that West Nile virus, we see peaks in that in the United States from summer throughout into the fall. And it's so hard to predict what the season's going to be like. We had some really high outbreaks, 2012, 2018, and then 2021. I don't think we know what's going to happen this year. So it's a good reminder Get your sunscreen, bring your water, don't overheat, be careful about being out in the sun, but don't forget your bug repellent as well. Yeah. And West Nile, like, I think that can cause, uh, I mean, it can cause serious illness, including encephalitis, I believe, right? Absolutely. So yeah. most people won't know they're infected. It's something like one in five might have a fever, a headache, some mild symptoms, but about one in 150 can have neuroinvasive disease where it actually invades your brain. You have brain inflammation, encephalitis, and it could be devastating. It could be fatal. And if you survive, you probably are going to have long-term neurologic deficits. It's not something you want to play around with. And you know, yeah. if you could just spray a little bug spray and give yourself some peace of mind, I'd say it's really worth it. Yeah. And there's lots of good options out there. You've talked about that before in many different venues about mm-hmm. the eucalyptus lemon and other things that are more homeopathic, but very effective. So yes, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency on their website, they have a tool where you can type in the types of bugs you're trying to protect against ticks and mosquitoes, and it will give you the list of options. So DEET, Picaridin, 
And then the oil of lemon eucalyptus, they're all highly effective against ticks and mosquitoes. And then there's permethrin you could spray on your clothing and you have to follow the instructions. Some things you don't want to put on young children and, you know, some can be applied directly to the skin. Some can be applied to clothing. So you have to read all of the instructions, but it's easy to find good, reliable information on insect repellents. And worth doing it because a lot same for the tick-borne illnesses. You mm -hmm. really don't want them because they can be a real problem. So, oh yeah, we talked about your colleague who got alpha-gal syndrome, yep. what's known as meat allergy, and that of course is in addition to Lyme disease and anaplasmosis. And then we've been seeing a lot of cases of babesiosis in my lab, which doesn't respond to the typical antibiotics you use for Lyme disease. So it's something to think about when your patients aren't getting better with doxycycline, you have to ask yourself, do they have a parasite or a virus that's transmitted by a tick? Yes, but hopefully we can avoid having to ask ourselves that question about ourselves by taking <laughs> precautions like bug spray and, and cover too. I think that's a big thing, especially when it's hot. Been guilty of this doing the workout in the woods. Really should have long pants right. on. Coverage, even though what's hot is isn't really important when you're in when you're putting yourself into high exposure areas. But of course, another thing that's common this type of year are people having picnics and eating out. Yes. Um, that can be another source of pathogen related human distress. I'll mm -hmm. put it that way. It's something else we have to watch out for, right? Particularly Staph aureus toxin and picnic food and things like this, correct? Oh, absolutely. And, and Bill, you're really good at this. You know, we're going to recruit you into microbiology if you're not <laughs> careful. So the Staph aureus toxin, E. coli, salmonella, I think we all know, where, you know, be careful about undercooked poultry, wash your hands, don't let it contaminate your cutting block and cross-contaminate your appliances, your utensils, other foods. And then there's things like toxoplasma you can get from eating raw or undercooked meat. Not a problem for most of us, but for pregnant women, for immunocompromised patients, that could be important. So there's all those common food safety things that we are told to do, like washing our fruits and vegetables. And there's a reason behind all of them. It yeah. helps prevent with some of these things that could be just, you know, half a day of unpleasantness, or it could be something quite serious, and you don't want any of that. That's right. And so, yeah, making sure... Your food, like at barbecues, particularly chicken, is well-cooked, yeah, number yeah. one, and pork. Then the other piece of it is things that are left out. That's like one where you, you eat, and then an hour later, you're really sick. And it's, yeah. like, you know, particularly things with like mayonnaise and stuff like that. And there's guidance for that, I think, too, isn't there? But in terms of oh, yeah. how long it is safe to leave food out and what you should do with it and all those sorts of things. The USDA and the FDA have really good guidelines. And it's the things that we were all taught, but just it's good to kind of refresh your memory on them. USDA says perishable foods should not leave them out for more than two hours. At that point, you either have to chill it or discard it. And pathogens grow really quickly when it gets up to be more than 90 degrees. And you turn on the news and we're seeing heat outbreaks of high heat across the United States. 90 degrees is not unheard of. In fact, it's yeah. pretty common. So I think everyone just needs to be aware of that. And then also knowing that 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. season, that's peak sun ray intensity. And so that's the time you want to be careful about having food out, about exercising and getting heat stroke or heat cramps and some of the heat related illnesses, making sure you have enough water. I think it's just something, you know, we want people to be out and enjoy themselves, but they have to know the, the common sense precautions. 
That's right. And of course, now I'm on a history jaunt, so I've been watching more tape shows like about the Roosevelt's and things like that. But mm-hmm. if I was watching regular TV, I'd probably be seeing back to school ads already, um, yes. which makes you start to think about the other things that we think about as we get towards the end of the summer and that getting into cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. It's then- respiratory virus season. And COVID is coming back up, I think, as well, right? Absolutely. So I think this is good. We did a nice review of all the things to worry about now in summer, but I hate to say it, summer is starting to get towards that end. You're kind of feeling it in the air now, and people are talking about back to school, and we have to start thinking about respiratory viruses. We're starting to see an uptick in COVID cases again. The WHO just indicated that the EG.5 is the new COVID variant of interest, which is causing some small upticks of cases in the United States, China, parts of Asia. Nothing too concerning, but just a maybe a little foreshadowing of what's to come. And we just have to think that the respiratory virus season is going to be honest, and we're going to start talking about vaccines again before we know it. Yeah, I think that that's right. It's um. There is a dialogue starting about COVID and with new variants and now waning immunity again, because it's been a while since people have been exposed or been immunized. And so what's the immunization season going to look like? Of course, there's new vaccines, which are coming out. I think there's one against RSV. So there's going to probably be a lot. And then influenza and the flu vaccine. So that'll probably be a topic that we'll want to discuss here within the next few weeks, because it's going to start thinking about that here in, in not too long about what, what are the right vaccines for us and what's out there and mm-hmm. all those things. Yes, that will definitely be a future topic. So I guess for now, though, we should end on a positive note and say, please get out and enjoy the summertime while it's still here. Be active, get some vitamin D, but just take all these precautions that we mentioned. Don't forget your sunscreen and your insect, your bug repellent, and, you know, take all the precautions with food safety. And we'll all be here and happy and healthy. And then we'll be talking about vaccines before you know it. There you go. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Bill, for a great discussion. Enjoy it every time. So uh, Same look here. forward to the next one. Look forward to the next one. Sounds good. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday. <laughs>